Blog Talk Radio. I'm pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It's the big show, man. You found it. I sure am glad you did. I am very, very excited. Um, Hey, first off, before we get into this, thank you, everybody, for all the email, or as my wife uh, has informed me, they're not called emails anymore, DMs, direct messages. Thanks, everybody. I know on the last episode I was talking about how our, uh, (laughs) once again, once again, that new air conditioning system we had put in uh, went on the fritz, and uh, yes, yes, it is fixed now. The uh, the house, the studio, everything is nice and cool here in South Florida, and uh, yeah, thanks for all the well wishes on that. I really appreciate it, but who cares about that um, besides us here? Uh, I'm excited about our episode tonight. We've got a very, very cool uh, director, writer. He is um, just a, a really uh, cool filmmaker. He's cool turned up to 10. And he has a new film that, that came out, just came out, um, that, that blows me away, man. It, it is, it is, this is a very engaging, cool film. I watched this the, uh, the other day, and uh, the other night, I should say, and was just, I like this type of film. This is up really right up my alley. And if you're listening to this show or, or looking at my website, you probably are the same way, you weirdos. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I love all my weird friends. If I, I don't judge anybody, man. If I judged people, I wouldn't have any friends. But um, I'm just saying, this is a really, really cool film. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, the filmmaker, Mr. A.T. Sharma. And the name of the film is Hypnotica. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for all the kind words. I really appreciate it. Well, yeah, yeah. This is, and you know, I have nothing but kind words to say about this film because it's, it's really cool. I don't think this is a word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Hitchcockian, you know, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's one of those types of films. Very cool. Well, well, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, the idea was that it'd be kind of um, a lot of suspense and um, kind of, you know, figuring things out with the lead character as we go and uh, wondering what in the hell is going on and what could it lead to. So that was the idea when we made it. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And the cast in this, first off, the story is fantastic. And it does leave you wondering. It's, it's one of those uh, I like a film that's engaging like that, that makes you kind of mm. not work for it, but just dig your teeth in and go along. You know, you want to find out. You you want to see yeah. what's going on. Um, I, I love it. I love it. And the cast Thanks, man. delivered. Thanks. I don't know if you used the cast. Yeah, I, I, I thought they did a great the job, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought they did great. Um you know, and we actually, Adam actually won Best Actor in Orlando at the uh, one of the big genre festivals there, the Freak Show, and we won the Jury Award for 
for the film. And so we were very happy with that. We were in San Francisco as well. So, um, nice. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was, it was, Jamie, it was one of those things, you know, in the first day of shooting, uh, you know, I was in the camera village and, and we were shooting, uh, the, you know, the stuff downstairs. So, you know, it was a small flight of steps to go down and so I was up there and, and Adam started doing his stuff. And Adam is the guy who plays the bearded guy in the right. movie. And Adam uh, was um, did a, a take or two of the scene, and I turned to whoever was beside me. I said, we've got a chance at a movie here because once you've got an actor that's delivering like that and has got the character nailed down, then it's just a huge sigh of relief because otherwise it's so much work. It's so difficult. And he, right. I mean, he already, there's so much yeah. you could do in editing, I imagine. You know, they, they have right, to have right. it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And he, and he did. Yeah, they no, I, and I, well, thanks, thanks. I think they all, yeah, they all did a great job, and so you know, we were happy with all of them, actually. So, yeah, definitely. Well, you know what's what's weird about this? It's first off, um, I think I love. You know, we we talk about we we mentioned Hitchcock. One of the great scenes yeah. of Psycho, you know, in the shower because you're safe. That you're supposed to be safe in the shower. You're supposed to, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that, but you're right. Yeah, Jamie, you're vulnerable, right? In the shower, you're naked. And the water's hitting you, and your eyes are closed. It's the last place you think somebody's going to take a knife to you, for God's sakes. I'm telling you, my big fear in the shower, and this is, I just watched too many movies and read too many books and stuff is what it is, is um, there's a giant centipede or something on the ceiling above me, because... And to this day, whenever I get into a shower, I look up um, just to make sure. Are you serious? Um, I, I'm a 50-year-old man, and I've been doing that since I was a little kid. I don't know if something happens, but it's just it's, yeah. it's a thing. So well, you know, you, you know what's come? funny is you, you, yeah. We, when I oh, went to I went to film school at NYU, right? And I was so I stayed in the dorm initially because it was like um, I went to the, oh, the, yeah. the summer program. They had like a tish, you know. They had this. Uh, uh-huh. postgraduate summer program where you learn to make movies. So we stayed in the dorm there, my buddy and I. And I remember going into the shower and I looked up at oh. the shower head and man, there was a cockroach bigger than my thumb Ooh. hanging out. And his little head was over the edge of the edge of the fucking shower. And he was looking at me and I was looking at him and I said, oh, hell no, we're going to a hotel. <laughs> and so I said, and my buddy was already there with me. He said, oh yeah, we can't stay in here. It was the dorms oh, at NYU at Washington Square Park over there. So that's when you called so that, mom. Yeah. Mom. Western Union, yeah. me some money. <laughs> oh no, actually, I had some money then, so I was, I was oh, doing okay. okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. That's good. Well, yeah. no, what yeah. I was going to say is you took that concept of being, you think you're safe, but are you really? Are you really? Um, yeah. A therapist, a doctor. Doctor's supposed to be, that's a safe place. You know what I mean? That's, that's the cheese yeah. at the end of the maze. Um, you're supposed right. to be okay there. Or getting, they're yeah. going to make you okay, you know? And, yeah, that's uh, the idea, yeah. You turn this on its head. I don't want to give anything away. I want people to watch this. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I you. just found out something interesting about watching that. Well, you know what? Well, I'll, I'll pivot into this. And I put the link okay. up. Um, mm-hmm. Is peop, Everybody can watch this. There is no reason you can't watch this film right now. I just saw Terror Films who uh, you're working with on this. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are awesome. Um, they just they made are. A post they really about are. I have Tubi. to tell you. It's on Tubi. Yep, it's on Tubi. It's everywhere. It's on Amazon. Um, Amazon Prime, it's on Apple TV, it's on Google Play, so it's easy to get a hold of, and it's on Tubi if you don't mind commercials. No, you know, I think it's great. I love Tubi. I, I think it's a, a neat platform. One of the things, and I'm not making light of the pandemic, nobody send me emails. Yeah. I'm not, I know a lot of people, you know, it was a bad scene for a lot of people. Um, but yeah. one of the I'm I'm a silver linings person, and one of the silver linings from that is I never have any friends or relatives of a certain age calling me now saying, how do I want a Roku? What is this? How does this work? (laughs) Everybody knows how to stream now, you know? Yeah, Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's so true now because whoever was not technology friendly had to figure something out or they were going to go nuts. And so you're right. I think a lot of people did a lot of stuff they wouldn't have otherwise, and not just no, technology-wise. <laughs> absolutely. Let me ask you, I'm curious about yeah. this because I'm not in the film business. Uh, my, my day okay. job, I'm a painter. I uh, paint pictures of people okay. and, and different weird stuff and whatnot. Oh, um, but, oh wow. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, cool. Well, you know, it can be, but it's, uh, it's, it's a job like anything else, you know. Um, but the thing is, is so my world's a little different. But I love, you know. But wait a I love minute. Hanging wait, out hold with on. You. Sorry. One second. W- one second, Jim. So mm-hmm. you you paint you paint people like you paint. You're hired to paint them, or you you. Oh you yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority of my majority of my business, I love painting. You know, wake up and say, hey, I'm going to paint a zombie painting today, or whatever. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But um, no, ninety percent of my business is people getting a hold of me and wanting me to paint their kids or their dog or oh, whatever. Wow. Wow. Or then, okay. you know, I get a lot of marriage paintings. You know, our, our kids are getting mm-hmm. married. Here's some pictures. Mm-hmm. This is what we want to get. I get a lot of that. But yeah, that's the majority wow. of my, my business. And, you know, I'm not complaining about it. It beats delivering pizzas, although I will say I really like pizzas. So I probably wouldn't <laughs> be very good at that. I'd eat them all. You know, you must um, be psychic but, because my son... I just ordered a pizza. He's 12 years old, and we were coming to the house to do the, you know, I, I said, I've got to rush home. Uh-huh. I've got to do this interview thing. And he says, I, I don't want to go to Subway. I don't want to go to Subway. But we go into Subway, and he sees they have pizza. I said, you're not going to get a pizza from Subway. And so he got this pizza <laughs> from Subway. Dude, he loves it. He said it's the best pizza yeah. he's ever had. So <laughs> there you go. I didn't know they had pizzas. No, I always get the, uh, what do I, I, what do I get? Used to I get me. the, uh, the uh, uh, oh, it's like the BLT, the bacon ranch tomato or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. go-to. My wife right. always gets the tuna fish. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna get tuna fish from. But you, you know, I used to love that tuna fish, and then and now I don't, I don't get that anymore. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. So uh, I'm always going to the turkey. I just figure that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. good one. That's a good. Yeah, one. I like going. to and ladies and gentlemen, Subway has not sent us a check, but they're still free to. Um, but but I like going to Subway more than I do, you know, a fried burger or something. You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. uh, it's quick and it's good, and and you get to pick what you. I remember when I I live in South Florida when I first moved here, and yeah. well, I'm still single in those days. hadn't met my wife yet, yeah. and um, yeah. there was a Subway next to the the house I was at, and I used to go over yeah. there you know, 
pretty much because I'm a bachelor. I, and I'm not going to go grocery shopping, you know. I just go into the plus yeah. the cute girls that worked in there making subs. But she yeah, was it's always, always the way, man. That's always the way. <laughs> well, she always seemed sad. To, and I'm like, finally, one day I asked her, I said, what's the deal? She goes, because, and this is South Florida, I've never lived anywhere where there's a, a large, the majority of the population are elder of a certain age. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's how it is here. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of retired yep. people. But they're very picky. And she goes, have you ever had somebody order a sandwich and then count the amount of olives you put on it? And I said, well, no, I've never worked in the subway. And she goes, I have that happen about 35 times a day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh I get wow. it. Oh, wow. I get it. Wow. Um, that would drive me crazy, man. I, I couldn't yeah. take it. I would lose it. I'm telling you. You'd have to go see the doctor in this film. Um, I want to let people know on this, uh, and I told you this before we came on, Mike, and this is very, very true. I want, yeah. this, and this is norm, out of my normal pattern. Usually I get the big press release and all this and the press package and everything, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of go into a film you know, with a pretty good idea of what I'm, I'm looking at and whatnot. I, for some reason, I did not do that this time, and I just watched the film first. And I'm watching this, film, oh, and it's weird, and it's great, and it's creepy, and it's got me all worked up. And I'm watching this film, folks, and I said, man, this guy's got to have 20 or 30 films under his belt. You know, he's got to. <laughs> this guy knows what the hell he's doing. And well, so after thanks, it, man. Know, I, I really appreciate it. Oh, man. Well, I watched the film, and then after, I go hmm. on your I, I, uh, IMDb. And uh, yeah. and find the film and, and you and all this and that and um, this is it. I this gotta, is your debut. But, well, yeah, would you know? I mean, I've done short films and those aren't on IMDb. And um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I've done films where you know we I worked with people, but they weren't like we, this is the first kind of professional film that I did, I would say, you know, where we actually were trying to make something, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, professional for, you know, for a lot of people to see and stuff like that. So, but, um, but I gotta, you know, I gotta go to that IMDB because I gotta put all the other stuff that we're working on, uh, on there. And, uh, you know, I keep saying that every time I do on one of these interviews, because they always ask me about what you're doing next. And and, and then I keep saying, oh shit, I gotta, on there and then I forget and stuff but maybe today I'll remember I hear you. but um no I no, thank you um you know look when you're making a movie right when you're making a feature um it, you get a lot it's not just me alone there's a lot of people that are uh, working with me so you know it's uh, from set design to um you know like you said earlier the actors but especially when you're writing the screenplay there's people that are you're working with and, and they're giving you their feedback and, and things like that. So that helps shape the movie. But then in post-production and especially for this film, I worked a lot with Suzanne Spangler and she was a huge part of how the movie ultimately came about. So she was, uh, we worked together. She's a producer on it and she was involved with all the editing. And so, um, you know, um, there, there's a she had a big influence on it as well. So there's a lot of people that uh, go into uh, having the film be whatever it ends up being. So 
But I well, appreciate what you're saying, man. Every pirate ship needs a captain, and I'm telling you, you uh, you know, your name <laughs> seemed to be on the door, and, and you did pretty – let me ask you this. Now, yeah. uh, you wrote this, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. then that son-of-a-gun director uh, changed all this. No, you were the director, too. You probably did yeah. wore many hats on this film, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, and when you're when you're in this budget range, uh you're, you know, doing everything, making the sandwiches, sweeping the floors. I mean, uh we had a skeleton crew. We had didn't have hardly we had hardly any money. And one of my buddies, I don't know what you know about me, but I'm a medical doctor as well. And so one of my mm. buddies is a podiatrist that I work with. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is all this film and I know there's it says it's based on real case studies and and at the end we talk about some of the stuff that's out there and that's all um you know we didn't just throw that on there just for the hell of it it, you know there is a lot of information uh, out there about past life regression and um reincarnation and all these things and and there's a lot of information about that and so but anyway yeah so the the set uh, we were able to shoot a lot of it in uh in uh, my buddy's uh house um and then um oh. another doctor friend of mine who I work with um had another great house in Los Feliz and so we did some exteriors there as well so we were able to and then I was able to use the clinic and everything and so we were able to get oh. a lot of bang for the buck on this film yeah and um well, but yeah no look there's a lot of uh research about this stuff about past lives. There's a, a physician, Ian Stevenson, uh, from the University of Virginia, and he was the chairman of the Department of Psychiatry going way back, like in 1957. He was one of the first pioneers to look at past lives and stuff, and he went to India around 75, and he started researching all these kids that were saying, and usually what happens with past lives is kids between the ages of two and three to about six and seven We'll talk a right, lot young. about when they're young and they don't, they're not hypnotized or anything. They just start talking in detail. And there was this one girl that he had, Kum Kum Verma, and she was like um, three and a half. And she had these really specific details about uh, another life that she'd lived uh, from everything from – you know, like like um, an iron safe that they had, a pet snake that she gave milk to, a uh, sword, a specific uh, Gurkha dagger that hung over her bed, all these sorts of things. And the names, she had specific names of people. And so Whoa. she was so specific that they started, Ian Stevenson and, and the people in the village started looking into this, and they found that there was a lady that had died five years before Kum Kum was born. And she exactly, Hmm. from another village 25 miles away, and she had exactly every single detail right. And so, you know, there's a lot of... Too much for a coincidence. And a little kid wouldn't know that. Because because there was, no, you know, look, uh, Jamie, there were so many um, details. It's it's how would she know? She'd never left the village she was in. Nobody, Nobody knew about this other woman from this other village 25 miles away, right? And so, anyway, right. it's not just her. There's a lot of these cases. And so they published all this um, research uh, in the um, in JAMA, the Journal of the American mm. Medical Association, uh, around 75. And, um, you know, the editor of JAM at that time said there wasn't 
he couldn't explain it on any other grounds than that it's something supernatural. And then 90, in 96, um, there was more stuff that came out. And in 96, Carl Sagan even commented on it and said that there's um, no way for these children to have known all these things in that detail. And, you know, Absolutely. there's other cases of adults, too. There's a case of a woman, Jane Evans, um, and she had six past lives. And one was um, when uh, she was the wife, a Roman um, a leader kind of um, uh, in in uh, England. And she knew wow. Titus. And, and she knew details uh, with her high school education of that period of time when the Roman, the Roman occupation yeah. of England. It's impossible, Jamie, because it was so obscure. Even historians didn't know some of these things that she knew in detail. So it was, it's, it, you know, there's a lot of cases like this that we just don't really understand, and we don't know what's going on. We know the weird thing. I was just reading um, in a book that I'm, I'm – I, I always read about three or four different books at the same time, but, um, you know, I get bored mm-hmm. with this part or I go to – you know, when I, whenever I have time – um, mm-hmm. And I'm reading this book, and it was about uh, Chinese naval history. Yeah, this is my yeah. fun life, ladies and gentlemen. This is the kind of stuff you know <laughs> that I just kick back with. But one of the interesting things in it is um, the Chinese. And I think this was uh, they're talking like early late 1600s, 1700. You know that period, right when the Europeans um, were kind of. Maybe a little later than that. Maybe a little later. But anyway, it was it was mm. back in the day, and yeah. um, the Europeans noticed that these uh, you know these crazy Chinese folks, uh, their sailors, they made them wash their hands after they ate, and especially after they relieved themselves, and um, they weren't getting as sick as everybody as the Europeans were. Cause, you know, <laughs> They didn't do that right. crazy stuff Those like that. Those very Europeans, before. man. They had their hands everywhere, yeah. Well, you know, they, nobody knew about germ theory or any of this kind of stuff. Right, and, right, um, right. Of course, the Europeans thought that they were, you know, in league with the devil and all this kind you know, was supernatural and all. No. Yeah. No, they just were clean, you know. They were doing what they were right, supposed to right. do. Uh, so what I'm saying is, and I'm not saying that uh, – past life regression. I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, before you get too skeptical on stuff, sometimes I'm old enough. I'm, I'm an old man now, folks. I've turned into, I don't know how that happened, but I'm old enough to know that. You're not um, that old, Jamie. Come on, man. You're not that old. I, You're still a young say, man. We don't know everything. You know, we're learning new stuff every right. day. You know, look at yeah. what's his face. The, uh, that physicist, that poor guy just had to go on CNN and say, Oh, yeah, the universe. I said it was this old. Thanks, James Webb Telescope. Guess I was wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, all these all these galaxies suddenly are defying every law that they thought they had for the, yeah, the, the universe, right? And you know he's got had some past students going, C minus in that class, huh? I want to recount <laughs> on that final. Come on. Um, oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. You just don't know. You just don't. My wife's into all this well, spiritual that's, you know, stuff. And, and, well, that's, it, it's so true, though, Jamie. You just don't know. We don't know what the hell's going no. on. We live our lives as though we're in, somewhat in control and that we have an idea. Of, oh, oh, we know gravity. We know, <laughs> yeah. we know Newton's laws of, of thermodynamics. And, 
we know all these things, but really we don't know shit. When you look straight up, uh, it goes on forever. Infinity. I mean, just the concept of infinity, you can't wrap a small, you know, human brain around that. I mean, we're glorified chimpanzees at best. We're we're not going to understand any of this, as far as I'm concerned. now, you're a doctor, so this probably will yeah. not surprise you. I have had uh, friends in the medical fields and, and whatnot, and, and doctors, mm-hmm. and, and have known people. And, um, you know, we'll be talking about, oh, did you hear about uh, Bill's uncle? And, you know, that, that evil words of stage four or something similar will come yeah. up. And, and these medical professionals, and these are people that do this, like you, that do the job and everything, mm-hmm. or have done mm-hmm. the job. Yeah. One of the first yeah. things they've always told me um, is he's got to change his attitude. You've got to have a pot. If he wants to get through this, you got to, yeah. and it sounds cheesy, but you got to want to get through it, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah. and what that tells me is, you <laughs> that brain up there, that lump of jelly might have a little more on the ball, a little more control than we're giving it credit for. You know what I mean? If that's yeah. something yeah, like do. that, it's, it's important. Um, you know, yeah, if you no, give up, you true. give up, you know. And, yeah, uh, I mean, look, there's, there's so who there, knows? it's, it's, a, well, no, the, you, you know, you said it. You said it exactly right. There's objective uh, data, objective research that shows that when you have a positive attitude and uh, you're more optimistic, your release, your immune system functions a lot better. And it's your immune system that is primarily responsible, right, for beating cancer. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www. Dot jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS 
that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, you know, it, it amazes me. All I'm saying is this past life thing. You know, I am a really neat and organized person, and I was just thinking, my wife is not. Um, we do the best we Uh-oh. can, folks. I, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. <laughs> it's usually the Her, other way around. Has, it's the guy that's yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, she has a fetish. This is probably two TMI for a lot of people, but if she sees yeah. a flat surface in our house, she's like, that must be filled with crystals or candles or some kind of nonsense. <laughs> um, I just have to. Fill every flat surface, and uh, <laughs> we have got we've got so many crystals in our house. I feel like Superman in the Fortress of Solitude. It is crazy, you know. <laughs> but um, no, I'm the same. So what I was so going to say is, is she I'm, into is she is she you say crystals? Is she into like spirituality? Oh, yeah. Is she into oh, mysticism? She, yeah, she's into all that stuff, man. Okay. And, you know, we'll be, okay. There's Whenever we have people over to the house for like a dinner party, she's not or a witch, is she? Jamie, you didn't oh, marry a witch, did you? No, 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 no. Um, oh, no, thank she, God. She thank she'd you. be a good Glinda witch, you know. She'd be that. Okay, good. I got um, you. All right, very yeah. nice. Very sweet nice. as a button. Yeah. Sweet as a button. Yeah. Um, puts off with me, you know. Uh, but no, <laughs> she loves like ghosts. And we'll watch those movies and videos and stuff. Yeah. She's into all that, and I snort and I'm like, ah, it's probably the wind. And um, yeah, you know, but the reality <laughs> is, is um, you know, I used to be a lot more skeptical than I am, and then and then yeah. things happened. You know, you, you see stuff in the world, and you're like, you know, like you, you read about these stories, these children mm-hmm. who know, you know. Oh yeah. By the way, the, uh, the the combination of the safe is blah blah blah, and they're like, that was forty years ago and a hundred miles yeah. away. How the hell do you know this? You know, and it is. Right. That's the creepy part when it turns out yeah. it is the combination of the safe. You know, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> um, I think in a former no, life, at that I was probably either a submarine designer or a ship designer because one of my hidden talents, I have lived in so many small apartments of my life. Yeah. I'm really good at organizing them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> we yeah, well, who knows, man? In the studio apartment. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when you're going to school and stuff, you, you got to make do. You, uh, <laughs> how, how young were you when you started painting and drawing? You must have probably started when you were uh, – 
pretty young. Did you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, my father, my fa- engineer, of course. So he's like, yeah. oh, you should design cars. And we lived in Detroit, and he's like, you should get a job uh-huh. designing cars and drawing cars. And I'm like, no, not doing that. And it's funny, one of my biggest clients now, he's this rich guy who lives out on the West Coast in the Pacific Northwest and owns yeah. – He this is what this guy does for fun. He collects vintage race cars. And um, over the past five years, he's hired me. A lot of money. He owns like 70 of them. Oh, yeah, a lot of money. Oh, and But my job in all this is to paint each car. <laughs> so here I am, years later, doing exactly what my father wanted me to do, kind of. Um, I'm painting cars, <laughs> but um, you're painting like what do you mean? Like just uh, you're putting uh, you're painting something on there, or are you just giving it no, a coat of paint? No, 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 no. He sends me pictures. He's like, this is a 1968 Lotus, blah blah blah. There's four of them in the world, and I he has a big like airplane hangar thing full of all these cars, and above yeah. each car where it's parked is a. Jamie Rock painting of that car on canvas. Oh, I see. You're painting of the a picture of the car. I see. I thought you were yeah. painting the car itself. Okay, no, I got you. No. I got you. Oh wow, the, that's so cool. Well, well the crazy part. I got after we, after I get uh, done with this interview, I got to get uh, online and check your stuff out. I'm really curious <laughs> oh, to see yeah, it. Man. Thanks, man. The crazy part of it is, is all his buddies. Uh, who also are into this hobby have now started contacting me. I'm like, I'm going to be painting cars till I die. That's okay. I'm not complaining. Not complaining. Well, if they the pay AC you stuff. right, you got make sure they pay you good, man. Exactly. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. But what I was going, uh, you know, we're kind of far from a field here, but um, I did not know you were a medical doctor. Let me throw this question yeah. back at you. It really sure. hurts when I move my elbow. That, no, I'm I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you were a young lad, when you were a kid, obviously yeah. um, you had two interests. You know, saving people uh, lives yeah. and making crazy thriller movies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how did that happen? Listen, when I was. Well, Jamie, when I was a young kid, I had my head up my ass. I had no idea what mm. I was doing. Um, I was um, I was a skinny little Indian kid in Nova Scotia, Canada. I was like, uh, wow. you know, when I moved there, I was like five or six. I didn't speak any English at that time. And um, so it was like they just threw me into the school and said, you know, there you go. Um, and so I, um, you know, that's how. You know, I just started doing it. So, but you know, look, um, I I got pushed into medicine for sure from my dad. He's, oh, you're going to be a doctor. Mm. You're going to be a doctor, and stuff. And right. then um, when I was in medical school, I uh, my girlfriend's friend was going to Concordia University to study film, and so I thought, man, that would be cool, you know. And so as soon as I graduated, I. I moved to Toronto and I was um, doing ER. I was working in the ER in downtown Toronto and then I took a sabbatical Ooh. and I took a summer off and I went down to NYU and and I, uh, you know, learned how to make movies and then I came back and made, you know, my first short film and so on. And so it was never like, um, 
you know, I, I, I still don't know what I want to do, but I mean, I love making <laughs> movies. I can tell you that, but I'm still uh, dazed and confused and uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, stuff, but that's, but, awesome. that's, you know, that's what life is. I think is, all I of us are that way. I think yeah. all, you know, the cool thing, the crazy thing is when, you know, you mentioned your son, um, yeah. you know, if he hurts himself, he's like, Oh dad, I, I hurt my arm here. You're like, ah, it'll yeah. be all right. And he can't argue with you. <laughs> yeah, no, you so know. He, are you uh, kidding me, Jamie? He argues constantly. He doesn't believe a word I say. Oh, I can tell. And I even have to pull going to be a lawyer. Yeah, that's right. He's going to be a lawyer, man. <laughs> I, said to him, I said, you know, you realize I'm a doctor, right? And he'll be like, yeah, but you don't know what you're talking about. And this is, <laughs> so I said, all right, man. Okay. He's like, it's like I'm back in the bed in the ER again. All yeah, these people exactly. that know more than me. I never yeah, exactly. WebMD people. You go to see yeah. a doctor and they're like, eh, that doctor doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. He doesn't know. School, you know, I think he might. <laughs> What do you Well, do? maybe. Oh, I would hope so. I would hope so. That, you know, if I'm treating somebody, I, I know. If I don't know, I'll send them to where they, somebody who does know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What's going to be cool, you know, the cool thing is, AT, is most people in the film business, you know, they're like, eh, I've got, you know, I could sell insurance. I've got something I could fall back on if, if, if you know, just worse comes to worse. Well, yeah. you've got something good you can fall. You won't have to move, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, look. The mortgage um, is fine. <laughs> well, it, it seems that way. You'd think so, but I'm married. And so, you know, oh, uh, I, the money somehow seems to evaporate somewhere from the paycheck to my wallet. And I don't know where it goes into the ether, but it's gone. Okay. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, um and now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. 
I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. And it's weird because no matter what economic, everybody, especially when you don't have any money, we all think this when we don't have any money is if I just had some money, then I would be secure. And then I would, yeah. you know, I, I would have this big safety net and everything. I think that's true for yeah. some people, but I think the bills and the toys and the, the expenses just also increase. The more in, you know, the same as the no, money so coming true. in. No, 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 that's 100%. 100%. People just, uh, they, they just uh, start spending more. And you, you know, you hear about all these people that, that had like tens of millions of dollars, uh, you know, and then the next thing they're broke. Because right, um, they don't know how to money. It, it, well, it's, it's, I don't think it's easy. I think it's it's pretty tricky because um, you know we just scale up. I guess you just scale up. So if you don't have much money, then you know you're you're making ends meet. The more money you have, the more you spend, and then you just keep going like that. If you're not smart about it, like you say, I think you you could easily lose all your money. So um, oh, yeah, I, I I think it's it's a funny thing uh, about that is. Um, I think even if you talk to multimillionaires, they would say that they still worry about money. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same. Absolutely. They did some some studies on this. Like they asked people, you know, what was the 
what was the the thing that you know where did people get satisfaction and they found out that um you know if you go from let's say making 100k a year to making 500k or a million or 2 million or 3 million a year the the amount of satisfaction it didn't change that much it was only if you went from near poverty and you went from middle class <laughs> that they noticed it otherwise there's no big difference apparently Exactly. You know, when people ask me, they're like, Jamie, you seem pretty, and for the moment when I'm doing the show, yeah, I'm in a good mood. You know, I'm talking to cool people, yeah. hanging out with, you know, people that make movies and stuff. It's it's awesome. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But the reality is, the secret I have found for me, for me, I'm not saying this works yeah. for everybody. Um, I got a dog a couple of years ago, and I have a big garden. <laughs> Love them both. That keeps my yeah. sanity. That keeps yeah, I can man. go out and like work in that. the garden, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and I can hang out with my dog. I'm yeah, pretty happy with that, you know. That's that's very cool. I noticed you didn't mention your wife in there anywhere, but that's really cool, well, man. No. What kind of? Yeah, no. <laughs> I get it. I she's get it. Okay. What, what's I'll your, keep her no, up. I know, I know what you're saying. You don't want to get her head too big. What's what kind Let of? Let me put it this have? way, At. She's the second yeah. wife, so I had a practice wife before. So I, you know, uh, once you have that that level of comparison. <laughs> Things change, you know. Right, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. You you learn to compromise a hell of a lot more. And you know, nobody's perfect. You're not gonna get everything from one individual. And uh, once no, you no, know no. that then you're cool. Exactly. My dog my dog's a good example of what we were just talking about. When I was a kid yeah. Now, growing up, my parents, um, you know, were, were pretty, they were all right, upper middle class. Had, had Notice I didn't say my family had money because my father made it very clear he had money. <laughs> I did not have money. Uh, you know, I was not part of that. Uh, Why would he do money. that to you? Why would he do that well, to you? That's not right. That's just, well, you know, he grew up poor and he figured, you know, that uh, – you know, it put a fire under me. And I need, and at the time, looking back, he was absolutely right. But, um, what he like to do great, that? I don't like it, Jamie. I'm mad at him. Uh, no, well, him well, my parents, uh, during that period, um, they had Sharpay puppies, you know, those, uh, those wrinkled dogs yep. and whatnot. Yeah. So yep. somewhere in my mind, I equated a level of success with, with getting a Sharpay. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> I got it, you know, we're doing okay, and I, I'm like, eh, I got, had to be a big shot, had to get this fancy dog, and, and I yeah. love her to death, don't get me, she's sitting right here looking at me. Um, oh, and how the, sweet, man. The thing is, is, this is an expensive dog, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> oh, when you, it's like owning a Jaguar or something, you can't just take it to the mechanic and say, yeah, replace the third, it's 20 bucks. No, it's two hundred and twenty bucks. You know, everything about this right. dog is expensive. And uh, so again, somewhere in the universe, my father is laughing very hard at me. Um, you know about the dog. <laughs> Go and see. see? Uh, but no, this this is a cool film, and I I want to get back to it, and I want to let people know that it's called yeah. Hypnotica. We've got a link up right now on the show page to the IMDb that. Um, you know, AT will eventually uh, update uh, his a, a, uh, Thank IMDb. Thank you. 
<laughs> but we also have this link directly to Tubi, and it's also on Amazon Prime. It's everywhere. It's it's all over the place. Global. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How cool is that? And hey, how well, did you hook up with very... Terror Films? Because did you know those guys beforehand? I didn't know them before, but um, you know, once we finished, we, we this was like a typical independent movie, Jamie. We we made mm. the movie first before we actually did this uh, looked at. Uh, yeah, and so once we were finished the movie, then we we sent it out um, and we started uh, talking to a bunch of distributors, and they were all um, they all wanted to do it, so that was very encouraging, uh, you know, and uh, so we were very happy with that. But uh, Joe at Terror Films was by far um, for me at the time um, the best. Uh, he just was the most excited. He was the most um, hardworking to me, the most communicative, which is really important. And oh, so, um, and so, you know, um, uh, Jenny, who uh, was my is my producer's rep and everything else. So we were talking, and I said, Jenny, I think uh, Joe is the guy. And she said, Well, we've got this. That. And I said, Yeah, but I, you know. So then we got on a conference call with Joe. We said, Yeah, we want to go with Terror Films, and and he said, Great, let's do it. And so then they they started, you know, putting it out there. They started all these, you know. You know, interviews and stuff. Um, and oh that's yeah, how I got to Yeah. Well, they, you know, they so. they are. Let me put it this way, folks. If you're, and I'm sure you're like me, you flip through the the, the options. Uh, what are we going to watch tonight, or what are we going to watch today? Um, I watch a lot of films. I usually take an hour every day and have uh, my lunch. And uh, because, and this will make you happy, At. I really yeah. believe in that eating three times a day thing. I. I have friends that don't eat breakfast and stuff. I'm like, that's nonsense. Most important yeah. meal of the day. You yeah. got to eat. Right, and, uh, right, right. Try to eat healthy if you can, you know. Um, yeah, but, absolutely, uh, yeah. I will, uh, I'll, I'll watch something during my lunch. And you flip yeah. through, and I see yeah. terror film. You see that splash page come up, you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, these guys obviously know what the hell they're doing, you know. Um, yeah. So I think it's great, you guys. One of the things well, thanks. Yeah, no, I think, things, yeah. right? Yeah, we, yeah, we were we were in a couple of really good festivals. Um, like I said, uh, we were in the, the festival names are are really great, and these are two great festivals, by the way, big big festivals. Um, the Freak Show and the other one uh -huh. in San Francisco is called Another Hole in the Head, which I love. I oh, love yeah. that title, and and they're <laughs> a big big genre festival on the West Coast. And so, um, yeah, we were in those festivals, and, uh, you know, so people uh, seem to really enjoy themselves. They really like the film, I guess. So that was, well, the crazy, that was part, the crazy part about festivals that I think a lot of people not in your business realize is, um, you know, they think, because they see it, they, they see the thing, oh, that's this, or nominated for this, or official, whatever the title is, the accolade. And yeah. they think, ah, you make a movie and you just send it to all these festivals. You do. That's absolutely true, folks. That's absolutely true. What you don't know is you also have to send something else when you submit the film. And that's a check. None of this stuff is free. And <laughs> for independent filmmakers, usually at the, when they're at the festival point, if they haven't planned ahead, they're looking at <laughs> thousands of dollars they suddenly have to come up with man you nailed it that's budget. it that's exactly what it is it's thousands and thousands of dollars if you want to try to submit the 
uh, all these festivals, and um, it's tough to get into them. Um, oh, so yeah. uh, it, it is very costly. You got a budget for all of this stuff. Everything that you don't think you got a budget for, you got a budget for. And you know, to me, I always thought the hardest part is actually just um, shooting the movie. That's mm. why it seems now, in hindsight, one of the easier parts of the whole process. And it's later in post-production when you um, are looking at the film and you're looking at the first cut and you show some people and you get your ass kicked that you're like, oh, shit, oh, my God, we really got to fix this and stuff. And then then you're like, um, then, then, then it's tough. Then it's tough to oh, put yeah. yourself out there, to make a movie and then to have people – comment on it because it feels like they're commenting on you you know and it's oh yeah hard. it's hard not and, to take uh, that personal it is and you know that you. because you you, you, you you put yourself out there all the time jamie and so you know that you oh, know yeah. you're going to get some people saying all kinds of shit and some of it well, you, you know, you know it's not is. true but it still hurts it's still you just still oh. like oh god you know and then you got to push past it and say oh, i'm going to ignore that well, your skin will toughen up to a point, but I'll tell you yeah. what, what causes that is time. Um, you know, I've been doing yeah. it for 20 years, you know. I, I've yeah. got a very old, tough, I'm like a tree, you know. I'm, I've, I've got a heavy <laughs> layer of bark now. That wasn't always the case. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, right, right. Always, oh, man. Got, your, 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 your skin is tough and leathery, thick. Yeah, now. But until, yeah, yes. it depends. Yeah. I used to have a page on my website. I would get hate mail, like hate email. People would, oh, yeah. you're a piece of crap and blah, blah, What are you doing? You're ripping this person off and blah, blah, blah. And so I just started yeah. a page. Um, this was very good advice from my father. We were talking on the phone one day, and he said, you sound down. Yeah. And I said, yeah, man, I get these emails, and it just, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's hard not to be, take it personally, exactly what you're saying. He yeah. Says, well, it sounds it like is. you're doing good if people are not liking it. <laughs> you know, it seems every successful person I know, somebody's bitching about him. And he said, why don't yeah. you put that on your uh, your website? And I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a hate mail page on my website and post <laughs> these so people can rate them and leave comments. That and is brilliant. If you, if you hate my guts, write it in here. Yeah. And they, you know, it, it worked for a couple months, and then everybody just got bored with it and stopped sending. Them. But you know what like, they oh, say, okay. Jamie? No, any publicity is good publicity. Look at Bud Light. Mm. Um, you mm. know, look at what's going on over there. That's some crazy shit. And um, at you. first, it seemed like Bud Light was taking a hit. But I think, you know, um, and I'm no expert. But I think that Bud Light is going to end up doing better than ever as a result of all the content. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's so funny because all these people, you, you know, well, it's like, I think it's a, a, a thing of social media. Every, yeah. It reminds me, everybody, well, you know this from your previous life, uh, your past life yeah. working in medicine. Everybody's yeah. an expert, you know, how many times? Yeah. Well, you know, Doc, I think uh, my, my descending yeah. colon <laughs> might be experiencing you know, Shut up! You don't know what you're Well, you know the thing is, you know? it, well, you know when you when you when you tell somebody what it is, or what hmm. you know what you believe that they have, and they give you this look like um, it's kind of like a it's somewhere between um, 
uh, a blank look and a look like they just ate something that uh, they just thought it was going to be sweet and it was salty. And so, and so I say, you know, I say, well, what was it that you thought you were worried? You know, what is it that you're worried about? Mm. Well, I was reading this and I thought that, mm. you know, is it possible that I have cancer? And then, you know, and then you get into it and then you talk to them and say, well, these are the reasons yeah. that I would say that I don't believe you have cancer at all. Uh, no, it's just it hemorrhoids. Don't worry about it, man. You're okay. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're like everybody you know. else. <laughs> no, I thought I had gallstones, but yeah. yeah, everybody's gallbladder. Everybody, everybody I know, that and their thyroid. Yeah. Everybody I know, right. they're like, oh, well, you know, my thyroid. I'm like, damn, yeah. I never thought the thyroid was that important. I guess it is, or it wouldn't be in there. Oh but, yeah, um, very important. You know, uh, Everything's important except maybe your appendix. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the jury might still be out on that, but no. I'm Exactly. You're right. The jury might still be out on the appendix too. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? If we if we start eating uncooked food again, um, I don't know. My wife sushi, man, she loves that stuff. I, yeah. I spent a summer as a kid working in a in a fish restaurant. I'm like, nope, not eating any sushi. <laughs> I've seen the yeah. back of the house for that. Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh, <laughs> Oh man. But you know, the thing is, is, is you just, I imagine even in the film business, it's that way. You know, you get people that yeah. just know it all and they're, they're like, Oh, what's the thing I love too. Is, you know what you ought to do. Yeah. Not listen to you because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You have no, well, I, you know? well, don't you find now more than ever? I mean, from, for, you know, in my opinion, like I see people that really honestly don't know what they're talking about but they have no shame whatsoever in blasting no. their opinion out to everybody. And they don't give a shit. And I'm like, where did the humility, where did the shame come into this? Wouldn't you be embarrassed to show everybody how low your IQ is? But they, the more they put it out there, the more they reveal things of themselves that really they shouldn't be doing. And um, I've always yeah. been brought Ooh, up that Bud Light thing you don't know what example. you're talking about. You don't, yeah, if you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. Right. That's the way I was brought up, but I don't see that anymore. I see people all over the place. Like you say, they, they think they know something and they know very little, but um, what can you say? You know, what can you do? This well, you know, I just them. try to, I try to hang out with people that, that do know what they're talking about. I, you know, people, it, it's it's so well, interesting. The only thing I know is that I don't know. I, I really honestly, I can honestly tell you, Jamie, you know, it's like we were talking earlier. I know that I don't know anything, literally. Even right. in medicine, even stuff that I see all the time, even with, when it comes to pharyngitis, like throat infections and stuff, the bread and butter of medicine, stuff we were doing in second and third year medical school, even that changes, Right. So just when you think and you, you want to get cocky about, oh, I got this thing, it changes. You don't know. It could be mono. It could be something else. It could be, um, you know, there's so many possibilities just with a sore throat. So you never want to think you know everything. And, and, you know, and like I say, all you got to do is look around you, look up at the, at the universe, and you know that we don't know anything. So I think being humble is really important in life. And I don't see a lot of that in American society these days, and it's a shame. No, 
No. And you're, you're so right. Hell, look at the pandemic, man. People were arguing about not washing your hands. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, these masks, know. you know, the jury's still out on yeah. these masks. I'm like, yeah. Uh, you know, you wanted to get your gallbladder out. I bet you'd want all those doctors doing that to be wearing a mask and washing their right. hands. You know? Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And they're going to lecture you, you know. Well, I read that this – I'll tell you the weirdest thing. And Meta, you're absolutely right. People don't know. I had a friend of mine the other day. We're crazy friends. We've been friends since college, you know, both art yeah. college people. So we're weird, you know. Very cool. And we, we cool. try to I weird each other so out. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we always send – we'll see stuff on YouTube or whatever, and we'll send it to each other to get a rise out of the other person. And he sent me this video <laughs> of some woman. I don't know where the hell she was at in, in Iowa or something. Who knows? You know, she was somewhere. And um, no. I don't know. She could have been down the street, you know, for all I know. But, and yeah. it, it it reminded me when you mentioned your uh, your NYU dorm story. Because yeah. <laughs> she had a cockroach that had crawled in her ear. She's like, I'm getting oh, it. Oh, yeah. And they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And they they filmed it coming out, you know, they had to take it out. And I'm like, oh, man, I slept with my hands over my ears that night, you know, I'm like. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I I remember one in in urgent care where we had a patient that said they had something in their ear. And so I looked in there and I saw something and it was kind of moving. So I said, well, no, we need to do an ear lavage. (laughs) So we did an ear lavage and this thing flew out. And oh. took flight and went across the room. <laughs> we had to go find it and kill it and get rid of it, and then we cleaned oh. out the rest of their ears. So it's it crazy your the pants. stuff that happened. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. You know, I think they were like sleeping on the floor at a friend's place or something, and the thing crawled into mm. their ear while they were sleeping. Well, there you go. So next time you think it's just your gallbladder or a sore throat, folks, you, you <laughs> go watch think the movie again. Alien and. Then you'll be a, no, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Star Trek. Remember Star Trek when it came out of the oh, air? Yeah. That was cool. When he put yeah. it in the helmet? Oh, my gosh. Um, yes, that's right. I love that movie. That's awesome. I, so I'm a big I, Star let, Trek Let me ask you too. something, Jamie. Are you a horror movie fan? Huh? I am. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I'm not. Let me preface this, folks. I have friends that would wear that much more proudly uh, that badge than I am. I like a good movie. I like an emotional yeah. roller coaster of a movie. I like to be taken on a yeah. journey. I have friends that watch a horror movie and they're like, well, this movie's terrible. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's great. They're like, that guy's yeah. spleen didn't explode the right way when he, the guy cut him with the chainsaw. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how the hell do you know what that would look like? Are you kidding me? I, I don't even want to know, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Those people, no, you're right. Yeah are horror movie people. I'm the type of person that likes, you know, a good, like your film, a good, Yeah. I, I'm much more of a psychological, I think the, the scariest monster is humanity, a human, you know, some guy with yes. a crazy room in the basement or whatever. Um, yes. Yeah. Because or, it's real. It's very real, very possible. Yeah. Or if there's a crazy yeah. psychiatrist that, um, you know, is planting well, memories or maybe bringing something out that shouldn't be brought out, you know? Somebody yeah. needs to make a film like that. 
gee, I wonder where you could get a film like that, Jamie. I don't know. <laughs> I think you can tonight when you're done listening to us on Tubi for free. And on Amazon Prime yeah. and everywhere else that streams. Um, where do I send the check, Jamie? I got to send you a check for this kind of promo. This is amazing. <laughs> Come on. I just, You're awesome, man. I appreciate it. No, that's very Let kind. Let me ask you one last question because I know the little sure. light thing's blinking on me here. Real quick. Yeah. I know how yeah. you Hollywood movie type people can be, too, so you might not be able to answer this. Um, yeah. Are the gear Well, I'm not Hollywood movie type, but go ahead. You know, you're you're getting pizza at Subway. I don't know, you know. I mean, that's pretty fancy to me. Uh, <laughs> My I son really did. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. Neither did I. Are the gears turning for the next project? Because I want to see more A.T. Sharma movies. I really love good. you, man. I really do. I appreciate you. Um, yes, definitely. We're doing a movie. We're, we're working on a movie called Creature, um, which Ooh. is another uh, psychological thriller. It's a thriller. Um, and uh, it also actually, and I, this is not going to be an ongoing theme, but it happens to also um, have a, a forensic psychiatrist as uh, the central mm. character. And um, nice. the movie is basically... It's, it's, you know, the one of the characters um, in the movie is kind of, um, I'd say loosely, maybe more than loosely based on uh, the Iceman, uh, Richard Kuklinski. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, I don't know for, for anybody who doesn't know who that is. Um, I think he was one of the most, probably the, the worst serial killer in American history. And he had a family uh, and three kids in the suburbs oh, yeah. who didn't know what he did. And he was a hitman for the mafia. Uh, but he loved to kill people and in all kinds of ways. And he was a huge man. He was like 6'5". Uh, and yeah, so tall, big this, guy. This for, this, yes, a big, big man. And um, so this the, the movie or the story starts with the forensic psychiatrist. She did rounds in the prison in Trenton. And she comes home to her She's got a very big house, and um, she turns off her house alarm, and she looks down the hallway, and on an end table is sitting a steaming hot cup of espresso. And mm. so she starts to get frightened, and she um, calls for her husband, and there's nothing but silence, and then finally she hears out of the dark, out of the shadows, hello, doctor. And mm. so it begins from there, and... At the core, the film is really a love story about between the no, this yeah, woman and her you husband. No, the dark hallway in the shadows. You know, it's a, it's a story we've heard time and time again, folks. You know, um, <laughs> forensic psychologist in the prison and, uh, you know, exactly, crazy too. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of like one of those movies, you know, and so she's got to use her mind, her wits to kind of get out of the situation she's in, and he's there to the killer, the serial killer, mm. um, Kuklinski-based uh, character, William Leonard, is there for a very specific reason. So that's the next movie we're working on, and I'm very, nice. really excited about it. And um, I hope Adam uh, is going to be a part of it as well. And uh, so we're, we're trying to put well, that together right now. He'd be he's good at it. Yeah. He's great to work AT, with, AT, let's stay he's right awesome. in touch because – I want to have you on when that's ready, you know, when that's Thank ready. Thank you. Thank you, um, Jamie. Thank you. And I'm going to go and check out some of your paintings. I'm very excited to see it. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, there's even some crazy killer-type paintings on there. Um, I, I, there? I love okay. that whole film 
that whole film noir thing, you know, I, I yeah. Beautiful women up to you no good. You know what we got to do, like Jamie, just before we go here is we've got to uh, get a couple of your paintings in the next movie. We've got to put them Absolutely. in the uh, in the set design. I'll hey AT, I'll do you, and I'll even offer this. I don't know. Did yeah. you when you? Of course not, because you're a, you know you're a, a former doctor, so you probably just wrote a check and paid for all this yourself. Um, no, I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> if you if you do, um, I've done this. When I first when I got out of art school, I moved. I I went to school in Boston, and I said I got to get the exact opposite of fucking Boston, man. I am sick of snow. I got to get out of here. And so yeah, I moved to Southern here. California. And um, I, when I first got to Southern California, I made all these friends that were in your business and the film business and whatnot, movies and TV. Yeah. And uh-huh. this was before. Um, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? Where you uh, Kickstarter and all that? Um, where you raise money? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they didn't have any of that. This was years ago. Yeah. And so what they would yeah. do is everybody would have these little parties to raise money to film the next scene. <laughs> you know, to, uh, <laughs> to to pay the grip. You know, the guy they were filming. Yeah. Or girl. Right. And yeah, I donated so many paintings to this cause. Uh, to these various causes. Did you really? Um, yeah, because I like movies. And and I like yeah. the people, you know, they were my friends. So I will say this. If yeah. you do crowdfunding, that's what it is. If you do crowdfunding or crowdfunding. something like that on your okay, next yeah. film, yeah. and you need a prize, I will donate a couple paintings to the cause, man. Um, we will make you it happen. You are awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, we'll get some, because uh, I want to see, I want to see this film. I'm telling you, I watched that HBO, HBO had a special, uh, like a, interviews with the the Iceman and um most chilling thing I've ever seen. I because that guy it was like walking the dog taking the dog to the dog park for him. He's like, yeah, go over here. That's you know, and I watched those same interviews and that's where um the idea came to me. I thought, man, imagine if the psychiatrist that's interviewing Kuklinski and they're not in a prison and then imagine if it's a, if it's a female a uh, psychiatrist Ooh. in her own home, and he's in there. Um, what would that? What would happen? And uh, so you're, that's where it came from. You know, and that happens. What, what was it that that BTK? What was it the BTK? The guy in Kansas that was like in this yes, church, he yes. was a deacon in the church. Yeah. Can you imagine? You're like, because I don't know if you're married or whatnot. I am. But all yes, of a sudden, you yeah. find out your spouse is often people on the. Can you room. imagine that? Yeah. Well, I, I, know, I wonder what his, well, it's a, you know, and, and there's a genetic um, um, uh, predisposition for uh, psychosis oh, for, of becoming a, a psychopath and a sociopath. And so can you imagine Kuklinski's kids right now? They've got to be like oh, I'm thinking about that. 50. Oh, you know? yeah. You're, a, and, you're lying at the bank and somebody's taking too long and you're having the normal thought of, <laughs> yeah. I, I would push yeah. this person in front of the subway. Um, maybe people don't have that thought. I don't know, you know. But if your dad, <laughs> I think if that's you're free TMI, maybe. To that, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Uh, fantasy <laughs> and reality. <laughs> no, things. I know. I know. Totally. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it isn't for these people. I, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. People are. It uh, is. It is crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, there's so many things we could talk about regarding that and guns and everything that's going on in, in society oh. today, but 
Uh, it's, it's, I think um, you and I are on the same good. page, AT. I think you yeah. and I are on the same page. I think so. I think so. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. And, and I live but, in Florida. Um, That's the messed up yeah. part. They just legalize yeah. or, hey, you don't need a permit for guns. I'm like, you realize people get their arms bitten off here trying to pet alligators. These are not the smartest right. people in the world, and you want to <laughs> give them a gun? We are definitely, we are definitely on the same page, Jenny. Definitely, <laughs> I don't see how anybody thinks it's a good idea to have guns everywhere in in society. I mean, you can't no. possibly think it's going to work out. It's a, it's a failed experiment. Well, I'm telling you, and everybody seems surprised every other day. There's a mass shooting, and they're like. Oh, yeah, this guy who was licking the windows for the last month and a half, but nobody thought, you know, to do anything about it. Um, <laughs> but they did think like, to sell him a gun. Why does this guy have 150 guns? I don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that seems to be okay. Look, when I was in Canada, I remember watching that Michael Moore documentary, and um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe that you could walk into wherever, Walmart or whatever, and just go and buy a gun like it's a toy. Like it's nothing. No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But let me yeah. just let me say this. I remember reading. Now, not that I'm being patriotic or saying, oh, you know, but uh, I I grew up in Detroit or across the river from yeah. Windsor. It was amazing. Yeah. You'd be in Detroit. Cars are burning. There's you know you look over to the vacant lot. There's a pile of tires on fire. People are yeah. doing drugs. You know it was terrible. Then you cross yeah. the border, across the bridge, um, the uh, the big bridge there between Windsor and Detroit. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. But it was amazing. You get into Canada, and birds are flying, bees are pollinating flowers. People are just <laughs> smiling. The sun is out. It's the it Wizard of Oz, man. You entered the fucking Wizard of Oz. You know, it's the same thing with Vancouver and Seattle. Uh, it's the same oh, yeah. thing. The, the murder rate in Seattle, I forget how many times high. I think that was in the Michael Moore documentary. Seattle's a crazy town. You're right. There, there is a hell of a day. Every time I've ever been to Seattle, it feels like I'm walking uphill anywhere I go. I'm like, isn't there a downhill on this? Everywhere I go, I'm walking uphill. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like life. That's, that's why, yeah. Jamie. I'm telling you. Every morning you get up and you wonder how high is this hill I got to climb today, and am I going to make it anywhere halfway up? Well, I'm telling you, AT, if you ever have those mornings, there's a guy in South Florida that thinks you're a really good filmmaker. I bet you're a pretty good doctor. Thank you. You know? Thank you so much. Well, yeah, I really appreciate you and, and everything. Uh, Jamie, it's been a real pleasure talking with you, man. Real pleasure. You and too. listen, uh, keep keep in touch uh, uh, because I'm serious about using your paintings. Uh, um, yeah, uh, There's always an opportunity. I love, um, yeah, I would love for that to happen. And believe me, you know, a, you know, at I will promote the shit out of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can see that, and I that. love it. I love it. I'm gonna oh, be uh, I'm gonna be feeling a lot better about myself than before I started this interview. I could tell you that. Well, there you go, there you go. And <laughs> hey, my only advice too is, and you know, your film's been out a little bit, so people, number one, you know this, you know, mm. I have not seen any negative reviews of this film. I have not. Everybody thinks this film's fantastic. What do you got? You got like eight 
8.7 on IMDb out of 10, 8.3. That's pretty good. Okay, you know, that's Thank pretty good. You. That's not bad. And, yeah, um, now take it. I would th- I think it should be a little higher personally, but this is a good film. Um, you know, but, but everybody, there's always critics online. And the first thing, whenever yeah. people do, and I don't do reviews usually. And, um, you know, I just tell people straight, you know, I watch a movie. If it's great, it's great. You know, if, if it's an, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a little weak in this area. But um, no, I think this is a good movie. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that have done nothing except write reviews of books or whatever. And, uh, yeah. you know, you ask him, you're like, well, what have you done lately, buddy? Yes. I wrote a review yeah. of this. I'm like, yeah. uh-huh, that's what I thought. Give them shit. <laughs> I, I'm, so. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I just, I think it's really important, like, you know, to contribute in some way, man, and not just criticize. You, If you have some criticism, then, you know, find a way to try to um, do something with that and, and have a positive result come out of it instead of just criticizing Absolutely. other people who are trying to do something out there, you know. Absolutely. And people work hard on their art, you know. Make it a movie. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it would take to make a movie. Oh, my. I don't know how you guys do it, you know. I don't know how you do it. Um but I'm glad no. you do because I like movies. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's, thank that's, you. That's cool. Well, AT, I know. My little light's been blinking for a while. We started this. I'm yeah. like, AT, good for 20 minutes? That was an hour and 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> that, this is a longer – This I can't believe it's 416 at my time in L.A. I, I cannot know. believe the time went that fast. But, uh, listen, uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, everything. you too. You know. And yeah. keep making these movies because I like them. Thank you. Thank you. I will. Uh, I'll try. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you Take soon. Care. And we'll talk about getting these paintings in the next film, too. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Well, there Bye. you go, folks. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. A.T. Sharma, writer-director of Hypnotica. This is a good movie. This is a good movie. It's very, very good. I like it. Hey, this episode, ladies and gentlemen, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push that on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on over 700 of them. Yeah, I'm not just saying that. That's that's true. Um, And that's because you guys listen to all of this. You know, it's because of you listeners out there. They, So many of you, all these other podcast streaming sites said, hey, we got to have him on. Let's get the the podcast on there. So I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. But, yeah, we're on a ton of them. So, yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for us. We're going to be back tomorrow. I'm going to be talking to um, tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow? We're doing the Space War. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I watched this last night. This is a cool, cool film. Garo Setian, I believe is his name. I'll, I'll, I'll know it for sure tomorrow. <laughs> I hope I didn't carve that up just now. But Space, for, or Space Wars, Quest for the Deep Star. This is a very, very cool film. And, man, it's got some cool alien. I love this science fiction stuff. So that's tomorrow. Tune in for that. And then we've got Lady Red back on the day after that. She's a uh, Christian country singer, and uh, she's got a new single out uh, that we're going to be talking to her about. So a wide and diverse group of guests coming on, man. How cool is that? Okay, that's going to wrap up for us. We will see you then. Remember to be cool to people. Man, you know... We're all in this lifeboat together. Let's make it the best ride we can. 
That's all I'm saying. And uh, we will see you then. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.